up, what up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are listening to Kicking It With Young Smooth, S-M-O-O-V-E. That's me. Y'all better already know what's good. Y'all, I'm so excited to say it again. I have not said it in a year. Okay, okay. Now, before y'all get into the shits, I will go over why it has taken entirely too long to come back. We will talk about that. We will touch on all of the things. But just as a reminder, just as a reminder, I'm sending a reminder, Jay-Z reminder. You know what I'm saying? I'm sending out reminders. Um, You can find me on YouTube, Spotify, YouTube Music, which is actually more so the Google Podcast than anything else, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, and X, originally known as Twitter thoughts on that uh <laughs> let me tell you something i don't want it to be i really 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 don't want it to be called x um i wanted I, I i don't want it to be called x at all because i think that that is just it's disgusting and i like it no let me tell y'all why I, why i really think it's disgusting though because i know damn good and well if my browser don't have a double x next to that one x in some way, shape, or form, and you got to please clean your browsers, ladies and gentlemen. Please clean your browsers because some of y'all got some freaky sneakies, and um, I'm just saying, clean your browsers. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, X's. I, I don't. I don't know. Like it's. It's always going to be Twitter to me. If you hear me still refer to it as Twitter, it's Twitter. I, I can't. Um, mm, hmm. And yes, you may hear me take a sip of water because. Um, it's my show. I don't give a fuck. Um, so yeah, I'm going back to the kicking it when you have a smooth brand. Uh, the kickstand podcast is always still going to be out there. It's a big part of what I've done, what I did. I did the show for five years. I took that break for a year. I know it, the time has flown. So now we're moving into like what the, so that makes technically seven years of really doing this, which is crazy. Um, you know, and my fan base is small and it's always constantly growing and I appreciate y'all. I love y'all so much because I, I still see the numbers and I still see new people and everybody's like, you have a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And, and I think I say it that way because I'm like, I'm, I'm low-key, like, just tired a little bit, and it is hard to be a one-man band and all of the things, but I want to shout out Obstacle first and foremost. Thank you so, 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 so much for teaching me so many things, you know, to be a young cat and and really teaching me a lot, especially on the editing side of things, so I've definitely taken a lot of that, and I do a lot of it myself, which is really cool, and I'm, I'm thankful, because now it's like I have another skill under my belt, so I'm thankful for that. Um, Obstacle has his new project out, so make sure y'all go check that out for Obstacle Beats. Um, he has his new beat tape that just recently dropped as well, so make sure y'all check that out as well. So that's, it's, it's all good. It's a good music season. I'm so excited. Speaking of music season, there are a couple of, um, listens that I want to highlight that have been in my rotation and I've kind of listened to, or I'm like, I really want to go back and listen to, um, again and disclaimer as we are now in 2024 and we're not in 2018, I am going to try to make a vow to not talk about OTM, <laughs> OTMP, 
only Katanga Mirage Petty. I'm trying to make a vow not to talk about that, that girl, that woman, that much. But unfortunately, as you can tell, probably from the title of the show, depending on if I decide to make the title, what I think I want to make the title. Um, yeah, if if that ends up being on your screens as a title, we gonna go into that because I got some other thoughts that um, there are some things from some some people that I agree with, and then there are some things about it that I just I just don't. We gonna touch on it because it's a hot ass mess altogether. We gonna we gonna get there. But speaking of listens, since we are talking about Nikki, um, press play. I do kind of like the song a little bit. It, it really, honestly, truthfully had to grow on me. I'm, I'll be, I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we're also going to go over uh, the new projects as well, like Pink Friday too, which we will touch on <sighs> briefly. I don't know. It depends on how I feel. But we will touch on that. Um, she uh, press play and she's done a lot of work with Future. And is all of it good? <sighs> no, I mean, okay. So you know what? Press play is not bad. It's just it's it's added to the pantheon of the Pink Friday to Legacy now, uh, and it's it's okay. It's okay. It's it's not one of my favorites in this album, and this is one of the first times it maybe I say maybe the second time in a long time where Nikki just ain't hitting the mark on the new single for me and I'm explain more once we get into the other ones but let, let's I, I don't want to leave with just this so the other songs that I liked and is a really good bop was um Passport and Suitcases with Joey Badass and KC definitely check that one out that is a bop um Harrison Avenue by Little Dicky that is actually a vibe so I really do like that Give and Give by uh Finesse Two Times featuring Rick Ross Actually, not a bad song. I was like, okay, cool. And then lastly, my favorite, all-time favorite, because say what you want to, but Johan can do no wrong. (laughs) But Snooze, uh, the freestyle by Fabulous. Like, all jokes aside, Bar King. There is no level where Fabulous really hasn't fallen. Like, there's no fall from grace. I say personally maybe we had a little bit too much with the you know the whole love and hip-hop thing and him and emily and the fight or whatever again we all still don't really know what that was that's his business but on the lyrical side of things if we're talking about the music fabulous really has not missed fabulous ain't missed since i've been in high school bro that's over (laughs) years ago (laughs) Fuck it, y'all know it, cause we gotta talk. We gotta talk about that anyway. That's over twenty some odd years ago. Like that's crazy. Like he still does not miss the the boy is fucking. He's still phenomenal. So those are some of my listens lately and listens to that I really was like, yo, definitely go check those out. Um, new albums. I'm going to save Pink Friday two for last, cause you know I'm gonna have so much to say about it. But real quick, a couple of really good good things that have come out and if you have not checked them out these are my top four this week um until i go into whatever i'm going to listen to for next week which i have no idea yet but we'll see so my top four will start off as followed um you will have buster rhymes let's start there blockbuster is chef's kiss 
from Busta Rhymes. If you guys are not listening to this album, I guarantee you, you go, if you are a lover of hip-hop, a connoisseur of hip-hop, um, such as myself, you'll love it. And not only that, a lot of it... Okay, so for me, this didn't give me Extinction Level Event, which I'm kind of grateful for because we got an Extinction Level Event too. you know, about a year, year and a half ago. So we got an Extinction Level Event too. So I'm like, all right, bet. This is cool. I, I, I love the God level that you were on, you know, the, the SAR and all of that good stuff. I'm like, I see where you are, you know, musically and sonically. I was great with that. This, for me, is like when disaster strikes all over again. Then, just to, you know, bring it full circle, his kids are on the album. And I'm like, yo, it's so good to see Buster in this different element and a little a little bit more vulnerable, um, a little bit more, you know, just, just real. I also like the song with him and Big Tigger, which is kind of great because it's an interview. And, you know, I mean, Tigger skills ain't the, the, the most... Tigger ain't a lyrical god, let's be clear. But, you know what I'm saying? He still held his own in the track to make it sound like it was an interview and it went well and I like I feel like they worked really hard on that track so it's really really nice and it's a it's a great like really roundabout way to kind of like go over his career his legacy honestly and I've said this before and I said this and, and I'll say it again and that's more politics than anything else I am so confused on why Buster Rhymes has not won a video vanguard of the year. I'm sorry, the Michael Jackson video vanguard, because we're not going we to continue to take Michael Jackson out of there. The Michael Jackson video vanguard award from MTV. Like, y'all are passing it, but this man has had hit after hit after hit. Oh, I did that. That was my knuckle, my bad. He's had hit after hit after hit. He's had visual after visual after visual. I mean, there's not a song that you can't name that you can't say the Buster has not body. There's, there, there's not a there's not a song that you can't a visual that you can't remember where you're just like yo what is this nigga yo the nigga did fucking coming to America will put your hands where my eyes can see and and like that was already ahead of its time you know what I'm saying to you you did you did like a futuristic Terminator shit with the song with him and Janet Jackson talk about what's it gonna be like you did some samurai shit like it's theatrical it's a it's a lot you guys are probably hearing my clothes go off right now but you know what as real as the kickstand podcast has been and kicking up with young smoothie been you gonna hear some shit so that is just is what it is but yeah I was like this album is is good it is so good my other favorite song off the album right now is Big Energy and it has the baby and T Pain. First of all, let me before I go into anything else, let me say this. T Pain rap legend. So relatable. If y'all are not watching T Pain on Twitch, like I feel like yes, my show will be dedicated to shouting out all of the great things that I still love about hip hop, even throughout the the level of misogyny, the bullshit, the 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 bickering back and forth, because we're getting there. We're getting there. But you know what I'm saying? So and I just always want to highlight that and, and, and make that fun and make that, you know, something that we can have a discussion about. So, yo, definitely put it down in the comments. Let me know what y'all think, you know what I'm saying, about that album. Because that album is fire for me. It stays in rotation. Um, next album is I Might Forgive But I Don't Forget featuring Jeezy. Let me tell y'all something. 
That nigga had something to get off of his chest. He had been absent for so many years. I think, what? I forgot. What, what did we get last? It, it can't be Thug Motivation. One, 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 it's past 103. It was something else. I know we got something else prior to that. And my mind is drawing a blank. But however, I guess I could Google it now, but I'm not. Um, but however, I will say I might forgive, but I don't forget. Baby, don't get on Jeezy bad side. When I tell you, I, I felt like he, it lyrically, it sonically, first, forget lyrically. It sonically felt like him at, it felt like it was 2006, 2007 all over again. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, you could blast it. Jeezy's one of those things where it doesn't matter who you are. You could blast it in any hood and everybody's like, oh, shit, that, that's, that's that Jeezy. Because it's just that iconic in its sound. It's the sound. It didn't even have anything to do with the lyrical content of it all. And then even with that, like, lyrically, Jeezy still bodied this. And so I'm so, so, so excited. And here's the thing. Critically, because y'all know me, if you've listened to the show, you know me. I will listen to the album in its full entirety because I <laughs> absolutely used to call me this all the time. I'm a hip-hop crackhead. Like, I digest, dissect the music. And I love music in general. And that's one of the main things that this podcast will definitely focus on is my love for music. You'll probably hear me have hella energy about it, talking hella fast about it because I, it's just... It's in my veins. It's everything that I've loved, you know, all my lifetime. And I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I feel very brown sugar in the way I'm about to say this, but I love the, uh, no, is it brown sugar? Was it, was it brown sugar or no, it was loving basketball. Either way, same person, no matter, but I, I loved it all my life and the, and the feeling just won't go away. Like, and it just won't, but you know what I'm saying? Or better yet. When did you first fall in love with hip hop? Like, bro, like I, I still to this day love. I love it. I, I, I love it. Now that's a good question. That is a good question. When was the first? Because I don't think I've ever really answered that question per se. Now I'm questioning my goddamn self. Um, <laughs> when did I first fall in love with hip hop? Um, I would have to say. I would have to say this. Before hip hop, before I I just got into the realm of hip hop, I will say one hundred percent I was an R and B head because my people listened to Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, you know all of the greats at that time. Of, I remember when I first was able to think about music in that way. I would say the first real taste of hip-hop had to be the west coast to be honest with you before and because i at that time i was like by the time i we really got into it it was snoop it was dre it was like you know dre coming out with the chronic and that was the main time that i started to really really get into hip-hop i will say the chronic had to be probably the album that that brought it out now when i was able to digest it and be a more of a teenager within it i would say the firm was my first album that i bought and that was the first album that i bought my own money everybody hates on that on that damn album i absolutely love that album i think that album's still one of the best foxy brown az nature dre produced it you know it's still one of my favorite albums because it was a concept album. It was, it was meant to be them acting like gangsters. You know what I'm saying to you? And I don't know why some people don't like it. Like literally, if you listen to it from beginning to end, and again, it could have been because I was high when I did this the first time. But then after the one day I wasn't and I listened to it and I still felt the same way. 
But if you listen to the Firm album, the Firm, the album, which is actually funny, the Firm is what it's called, and then the album is the the firm is the group, and then the album is the title of the al- whatever. So when you actually listen to it, it is one hundred percent a hood story. It's it's a good fella story. It's a it's a gangster story. You know what I'm saying to you? So this is though that was the hip hop that I love. Like when I love the reason that I love Big and I loved Big, even though we only got two, possibly three, but really two quintessential albums from him. The reality was it was a story. Like Miss Wallace will say it all the time and be like, you know, my son told my son I'm not I'm not I, I pause. I wasn't going to do that accent. I'm not going to fuck up. The, the Jamaican's not coming for me. But, but you know, it was very much so, um, yeah, this is a story. And if you listen to it from beginning to end, it is, it is, it's an amazing, almost heartbreaking ass story. It, it, it is, re- but it's really that good. Ready to Die is really that good. Um, the, the other thing is, I would think that there are, there are a few, and I'll be honest with you, there are a few albums that I love and can listen to inebriated, like high, like just letting the vibe and the zone just go off. One is Ready to Die. Two is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Three is You Can't Use My Phone by Erica Badu. And... The other one, I think... Oh, Future Sex Love Sound by Justin Timberlake. Now, I know all of that seems all over the board. I, I get it. It is 100% over the board. But in reality, bro, listening to them and sonically letting them play will take you to a whole nother level. Especially the Erica Badu one because it's like it was like a mixtape or whatever, but it's so, so good. And you can find... it's. It's You Can't Use My Phone. And you can find it on all platforms. And it's so, so good. And sometimes in life, we just need to take moments and just let the music play. Just let the music play. Anyway, so that was the other one. And then the next the next project that I have to listen to. So I haven't gotten fully into it. And I would never lie to y'all and be like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is so great. Is The Ceremony by Kevin Gates. Now, I love me some Kevin Gates. My brother loves Kevin Gates. Shout out to my brother. Um... And, uh, yeah, so, as far as, like, Kevin Gates goes, I, I am 100%, like, just infatuated and in love with the way in which Kevin put words together. Now, (laughs) Kevin got a lot of chip with him, I will say that, it ain't for everybody, but he speak his truth, and I think that's one of the things that we're always constantly missing in hip-hop, is maybe the truth to some degree you know what I mean and lastly which is staying in my rotation but I have to sigh because y'all know I'm about to side eye and I have to go through this and I really didn't want to but it is the ultimate hot topic right now um and there is no other way to kind of get through through this to be honest with you um yeah, because I, I I don't see any other way around it. However, Pink Friday 2 by Nicki Minaj, which came out on her birthday on December 8th. Okay. 
let me be critical without being I'm not trying to be condescending okay I understand that the barbs will come for me but we're going to touch on that and I'm going to shut that down in a minute however let's talk about this album real quick it ain't great (laughs) and I just want I'm going to tell you that it's winning because the fan base is so phenomenally crazy it's 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 fucking insane. It is it is wild. The shit is wild. So that is one of the main reasons that it's winning. Do I feel like it's Nikki's best work to date? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We've heard her spit harder. We've heard her go bar for bar with the greats. We've we've heard her demolish other motherfuckers. This ain't it. And I'm not just talking about this Bigfoot song, which we will get into. Because that is what y'all here for. That is a lot. But for me, and I've oh, and I said this, and I said this in uh, 2018 when Queen came out. I said this in 2018. For me, Nikki's catalog ended for me with the pink print. I think that the pink print is probably one of the main Nicki Minaj albums that I can get through from beginning to end with no skips except for one song. So it's not a no skip. It's a one song skip. I, which is Grand Piano. Barb's, I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Grand Piano ain't hitting on what y'all thought Grand Piano was going to be hitting on. It's, it's just not. It just It is not. This particular album, for me, had a lot of singing. And I think it's, it's one of those things where Nicki has to now do the press tours to kind of explain it a little bit. Like, if you listen to the very first song, Are You Gone Already? It, it kind of reminisces and sends me back to... Um, the the pink print um with all things go it's something very emotional a little personal i love that and then we get straight into like barbie dangerous and fuck the club up cool no problem but somewhere along the lines it gets a little muddy like i i don't know i feel like the production on this wasn't of a caliber that we're used to with a Nicki Minaj, and that even goes for queen now gearing up for this particular album I had to like go back I went back and was on Apple Music I was like you know what I'm gonna officially pay for Apple Music right now let me get into it I really wanna I really wanna be able to go back to Queen Radio blah 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 I will say this the Queen moments in Queen Radio made me realize what she was doing she's just playing she's just having some fun she's out here you know getting it being silly being goofy it is what it is and that's part that's always been part of the brand that's always been part of the personality that's always been part of the bars that's that is just it, it's just Nicki Minaj somewhere along the line it it seems that you tell these girls to push their pen, but you're not pushing yours. I feel like it's clever every now and again, but I feel like it's lazy. Like, fuck the club up. Honestly, truth be told, had to, had to, had to grow. No, 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 no. I ain't gonna talk. I ain't gonna say that. Fuck the club up was one of my favorites, but I think it was like Barbie Dangerous had to grow on me, even though it's an interpolation of, um, Notorious Thugs. I was like, okay, cool. I love this. I, I love this, and I, I, I love the um, homage to to Big Papa. And I'm like, all right, cool. I fuck with it, but it wasn't. It wasn't one of my favorites. Fuck the club up. Hit me, 
because it gave me old Nikki when you get to high heels on my tippies. Don't say in Gabbana that's on my titties. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, okay. This is this is that that quirky Nikki thing. I was like, maybe we'll get there. And you know, we'd always uh we'd already preview big difference. So I'm like, yeah, you're giving them that yeah, that, that bar energy. Uh it's it's gonna be barred up. This album is not that and it's just like a lot of musical it's a lot of singing. And I personally don't hate the album, but I don't it's it's one of those albums where I'm gonna have to sit and digest for a minute. Now, I would like to say to the barbs, okay? Don't come for me, because I'm gonna have some opinions in a minute that y'all not gonna like. And it just is what the fuck it is. You can love an artist and critique an artist fairly. And why is that the why is it that it's always a critique with her? She put shit out there, it is here for me to critique. Now, Barbers would sit back and be like, but you ain't a Barb, you ain't a Barb. <laughs> I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Let me be motherfucking clear. Okay, let me fix my motherfucking shit while I'm sitting in my motherfucking Jeep. No, I'm not. I'm not. But let me be clear, Barbs. <laughs> Y'all ain't got to come for people. It's unnecessary. It is unnecessary. It is petty. What do y'all do for a living? <laughs> I got questions. I have questions. It is it is very unhinged. It's all of these things, and it, it's just weird. It's like weird as fuck. It is a cult, and you're like, what the hell? And then everybody's like backing down. Fuck you, fuck ass niggas. I don't fuck about none of that shit. Like I'm a barb through and through. And why am I? I'm a barb in name of of the rap. If if I if I want to say why I'm a barb to be a grown ass man and, and love it I love this woman because this woman came out at a time where female hip hop was was low and everybody be like well, why you like female hip hop more than you like male hip hop let me tell you why thanks glad you asked let me, let's have a seat and let me explain why in my lifetime I've always felt like an underdog and when you feel like the underdog you kind of root for the underdogs and a lot of times before women in hip hop at this particular moment in Junction Life they were the underdogs you gotta fight harder you gotta rap harder and the visual gotta hit harder and it gotta be all of this and you gotta also be sexy and smart and witty and funny and all of these things just for people to pay attention I enjoy Onika Tanya Mirage because actually even with the sexualized quote-unquote image, if you really go back in her catalog and listen to the bars, there really is not a whole bunch of sex shit. Like, honestly, I say even now, it just is like, oh, there's a song here. There's a song there. And that didn't start until the Queen era. Let's be clear. So, yes, to my to my core, that's why I fuck with this girl. When I say lyrically, if we're touching a pen, the pen is unmatched. It's been unmatched. I actually created a playlist to pay homage to this called Ken Enough to Be a Barb and the reason why is because I love the bars and then they be like you don't know no bars you don't know no bars I they, are, you, are you are you challenging? is this a challenge? don't challenge me because see when I spit a bar for Nicki Minaj version you know what I'm saying I spit shit like yo me Nicki M I got too many wins pull up with them V twins in my engine all this ice all around me like a penguin I ain't talking bowling but I'm with the kingpin you know what I'm saying like I, I pull up with, with a real that shit so good man the bitch came quick I ain't never had a beat that a bitch ain't ripped I'm fly everyday but a bitch ain't tripping you be on the boot you be on Scott Pimpin I be pinwalking I'm nipping see 
these in my bag so they think I'm creepy. Every nigga in here want to know what I'm drinking. Mixed Moscato, niggas. I keep a pillow with me just because I'm tired of niggas. See, I can't get the rest of that. Fuck that. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? But that's the kind of barb that I am. I am... I am that motherfucking, you know, um, ain't yelling cut when it's shooting time. Sign up, it's recruiting time. Big wigs with a suit and sign of big things got to a side. Fuck wrong with you hoe niggas. Don't do coke, I don't blow niggas. I don't tell niggas, I show niggas, and it's never less than like four niggas. Four wings and some french fries. Hot sauce and ketchup, nigga. Like, I'm that kind of barb. You understand what I'm saying to you? Like, I don't even know why you girls bother at this point. Like, give it up. It's me. I went, you know, I'm that kind of barb. And I had to show y'all. Like, that's a love and appreciation for that art. Like, I love what that girl has done and what the, and, and what the lane that she has created. Now, saying all of that <laughs> to say, sometimes you can love somebody a lot and admire them and love what they do and bitch they just be wrong or they just <laughs> play as fuck up sometimes play as fuck up sometimes so they, they they just do they just do so like for me for me for me I, I hate that this is literally history repeating itself um I I want for uh, what I want for Nikki, and, and I'm, I'm taking a pause because it's not uh, a level of fear of the barbs because it's not that's not the point. Um, I'm taking the pauses because I want Nikki to understand that this ain't Queen Tings. This is not Queen Tings. Actually, Megan is playing your game just as well if not better in this moment than you played you played this shit and you did this shit when Remy came for you and you played the exact same game that Megan is playing now you said nothing and allowed them to be on the charts why are you having Twitter conversations for fucking days and then putting out a disc, and it was so mediocre. Now, was did it hit? Yes. Was it a disc? Yes. Was it a battle kind of situation? Absolutely. For the first time ever, because honestly, truth be told, Nikki, you did the most subliminal shit. Like if y'all look at No Frauds, and like um, changed it. And, well, not necessarily regretting your tears, because regretting your tears just seemed to just be an extra one. But when that three, that three, like a uh, single kind of package all came out all at one time and you're doing all of this against Remy we're like okay eh, we're like and eh, this is not exactly what we thought you would do but okay cool it, it still works and most of the bars were very subliminal now that you you're you are oh you're just you're just and it's it for me. This this is for me. And I don't care what nobody say. It feels like Roman also had writer's block. So as much as Nikki talk about she got writer's block, Roman came out the camp and was like, bro, I don't know what you want me to really say about that bit right here, but I'm gonna do just enough to get it done. It really, it really honestly feels like Roman just is stalling. And it's just stalling. 
And it's, it's just not, it, it, you shouldn't put out something for the sake of putting something out. If we waited, and not only that, if we waited four, five, six years, if we waited four, five years for Pink Friday 2, I, you decided to put this diss out in like 24 hours. What is the point? You've been so guarded and protected about your brand for so long. But what is the point? Speaking of which, let's go into the brand. Barb's, what I don't like and what I will not condone is the malicious bullshit that y'all do. That shit is unnecessary and it's unreal. I want Nikki to stop acting like you don't weaponize them. Because you do. You weapon, and when I say weaponize them, you weaponize the crazy ones because they go up for your antics. And that shit is unacceptable. As an adult, take accountability for your, for the shit that you do. Nikki say shit and, and it, it's it becomes harder and harder to continuously be a fan when it you ain't doing shit. You 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 you're not doing shit that that would be queen shit. It's not. You you and furthermore, furthermore, blanket ass statement that the barbs are going to fucking hate. Your leader, our leader, because bitch, I'm here. Our leader tells you to go and step your cookies up, but you're still with a man that ain't being a real man. Here's why. Let me explain why. I've been a husband for over almost 20 years now. And there has got to be a point where I have recognized in my marriage, we are brand. We are business. We won together. The brand had already been Nicki Minaj before Kenneth Petty ever stepped foot in the building. The issue that I'm seeing within that is that as a as a husband, fuck the fuck the celebrity, fuck the thing. As a husband, as the petty brand, you're not saying to your wife, yo, this too much. But Nikki got so much balls and dick out this bitch that you 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 talk about how much you oh I submit to my man no you don't you not as far because if you really were nine times out of ten if he said yo saying to you it, it's like you don't have it, it feels like he doesn't have her best interest at heart you no 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 so I see what I'm saying doesn't have her both it feels like he doesn't have her best interest God this is gonna be God, this is gonna be a thing no 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 so I see what I'm saying. So it feels like he doesn't have her best interest. So it feels like he doesn't have her best interest at heart. And it does feel like she's just spiraling. You know, you set up on, you set up on live and you made fun of this girl on the stand and the third. And here's the thing. The girl did exactly, took a page out of your book, said one line, and that line got you hyped because you don't like the girl. You, you, you don't like the girl. You haven't liked the girl since the hot girl summer situation. So you don't like her. And I'm going to say her name. You don't like Meg. Like, you know, you worried about her body count and who she fucked in this, that, and the third. Because you married, that don't make you no better because your man can do whatever if he wanted to. If that was his, if that's his ulterior motive, you know what I'm saying to you? Because here's the thing, the second that a, a nigga, any nigga step outside the door, any, any nigga, any bitch step outside the door, they gonna be who they are. Whether it's their representative or whatever. But at the end of the day, you, you have a, you have, a, I'm so, I'm so touched on the fact that you have a, as a grown man and as a husband, myself, 
that you did not you don't have a man in your corner that's telling you this too much but nobody can tell you shit because you're Nicki Minaj because it's so up there but what about Onika then you shove this nigga down our throats and low key high key for real for real what the fuck do this nigga do what do this nigga do I'm giving you all my Baltimore what do this nigga do what what exactly is it that he does for a living period you can't even take this nigga no way and again this is not shade this is not a this this is if I was talking to my real sis if I was talking to my sister I would literally say what do this nigga do for you what do he provide for you what did he bring to the table? You have always been on Nika Tanya Mirage before Kevin Petty came into the picture. And the reason why I think I'm so passionate and mad about that is because this look this look very Mary, Mary J. Blige-ish. This look very Mary J. Blige-ish to me. You feel what I'm saying to you? Like when the, the moment that it don't work and shit don't work out or the nigga do something stupid, the first thing he gonna ask for is alimony. That's the first thing he's gonna ask for, and you giving the girls ammunition, but you telling these, you telling the barbs to step their cookies up, but your actions ain't leading with that. That don't make no sense. That's the shit that I'm like. I I, I have to take a pause on on Nikki for you know what I'm saying, and this may just be my opinion this just may just be how I feel in the moment don't get it twisted I may turn around and she might come out with five six seven eight songs and I'll be like ooh that bitch body never mind her pin good and I, and I and I do and it would not stop me it's not gonna stop me from bumping her music it's not gonna stop me from and I feel like the barbs feel like they have to like like those type of barbs like they have to hold on so tight and they gotta like oh my god you gonna love Nikki no, everybody not gonna love Nikki and I, I've been in rooms where they ain't love Nikki but I've broken down lyrics and bars and been like nah this bitch talking about this like this is this so you know we all go hard for it but this is a cult following and then y'all got the audacity as a cult following to sit up in this bitch and really try to shift the conversation and bully up a motherfucker. Why are y'all niggas calling Erica by dude? What is going on? So when I tell y'all that the last couple of days in this Nicki Minaj pink print saga made the stallion with all the snakes. Also, Megana, stop with all the snakes. The snakes and the, and the symbolism. I want us to understand something and I'm saying this from the the depths of my soul. We have to be we have to be vigilant and careful about the imagery that we put out there because not only is it corrupting your mind, it definitely will corrupt your soul. So, you know, and you have to be really vigilant about the 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 images that you consume because sometimes you just have to say, "Hey, you know what? I need to break from this. I need to, you know, take a moment and 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 take a step back and say, "Okay, okay. This ain't really for me." Just like for instance, with with Meg and all of the um just the snake imagery. Like for me, that's the shit that kind of is pushing it. it. It's 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 not that it's it, it has a meaning behind it. It does. It one hundred percent does, and I, and I and she said it, and I get it. But again, the imagery will not stop from it being subconsciously in your mind that it's something demonic. This, that, and the third. I'm not on my hot horse or my conspiracy theory about that, but I'm just saying in general, like it is very, very mi- be mindful of the things that you do 
be mindful of the things you do and the actions that you do because they do come back to your soul and can come back to you tenfold. Like I'll give you an I'll give you an example that's completely off of music. When I went into my food journey of trying to find what works for me, uh, what doesn't, trying to at least keep, you know, my my health good and this, that, and the third. Even with eating out a lot, which really can take a toll on your body. I learned one thing that I really feel spiritually is that the interaction with the people that you have around you and especially the people that you that are making your food and preparing your food can brighten the meal experience. So I I I give you an example like this. I was all, I was in Quidobas one day and I was so super hype to get my food. I was like, bitch, I'm hungry, I'm out here. But I be dancing, I be chilling, and I'm laughing. And I'm I'm laughing at every spoonful that they, they put into my food. And I'm like, thank you, yeah, that's right, loaded up with the sour cream, da 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 all of the things. I'm making the person behind the counter laugh, The girl, me and the girl are having a good exchange. I never noticed that the manager... Who, I, who I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying to you, because I've been into that Quidova a while, he's been working it for quite a while, and so the manager is sitting out there and, and he's having an issue with a, with a customer, like she's just rude, she belligerent, she like fucking give my money back, whatever happened. I don't know that, because what I'm doing right now, I'm purposefully making sure that Miss Young Lady right here have a jovial and, and with us laughing and being jovial, then so yeah, and like with us laughing and being jovial, it was one of those things where um, it's the energy, you know what I'm saying? So it's the energy that will continuously be, be a thing, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you're like, okay, cool, I get it, I get it, I understand, you know, where we are in this moment and it will it will always continue to... Uh, be able to nourish your body because you're you're feeding off and giving that good energy but you know like I said like the manager was already having a whole issue with someone else and lo and behold he saw me he's always seen me all the time he actually gave me my food for free and I just I was ready to pay for my food but he was like I love the way that your energy was and I appreciate it because we needed it in that moment and I was like what okay so that works you know that works out pretty well so but yeah so um, I, I said all of, this, all of this to say, like, Barb's just... <sighs> the energy that you put out is is what you will receive back. Um, it's, it's just it's just law. Um, so, yeah, I, I really go hard as far as the the husband thing. Because being a husband, it, it, it's, it's a job. It's a job if it's done well, if it's done correctly. If you're standing by your woman, if you're allowing your woman to be your woman, you can stand by your woman and be a good man. You know what I'm saying? Don't let, let unless, and and not to go off on too much more of a tangent. Um, the one of the reasons that I had to like really really stop this is because it was a and stop doing this podcast for a minute. It was a lot of fuckboy opinions, and I was like, yo, please don't lump me in the category with these niggas. These niggas is petty and beneath me, and I, I don't have time for it. I, I don't. I really don't. Um, but let's get into, so, you know, that's my, those are my thoughts on Nikki. I'm not really going too much further in it because I, I don't have the patience. Um, 
let's get into some more of the ratchet and ridiculousness. Just I'm gonna kind of touch on the headlines real quick, and then I will go over what has happened, why it's happening, what's going on. Um, so real quick, notorious Big's estate settles lawsuit. Um, against famed photographer over World Trade Center image. The notorious B.I.G.'s estate has reached a settlement with the widow of late hip-hop photographer Shai Modu resolving long-running um, I, I really can't read right now at this point. That's a horrible <laughs> long running uh, litigation I really couldn't say the word I saw the word in my head and just couldn't say the word at the moment fucking hilarious um, over merch uh, bearing Madu's famed image of the late rapper standing in front of the World Trade Center Biggie's estate sued in 2019 claimed Madu had illegally uh, had illegally authorized the use of his 1996 photograph of the rapper, real name Christopher Wallace, um, on commercial products like skateboards and shower curtains. Um, kind of actually really grateful that they kind of reached a settlement with this. I had heard about this case for a little while now, um, and I know for a fact that they had actually stopped putting, like, the World Trade Center one behind Biggie's, uh, Biggie's image to begin with. And uh, you couldn't really, you couldn't get else. But I think it's really um, interesting that this this particular artist, for those that don't, for those that don't know, he also took pictures of some of the greatest, like Tupac, Mary J. Blige, Mob Deep, um, and LL Cool J. Um, in a 1996 cover shoot for the magazine, he snapped several images of Biggie standing in front of the Twin Towers a year before the rapper was shot and killed and five years before the towers were destroyed before September 11th so that was you know that that, that is something that's something to think about so do more research on it we'll get with it um next in Ratchet and Ridiculous yes I'm speeding through these because I'm just like it, let me be honest another big thing um I don't give a shit about none of these people's lives but you know if I have an opinion on it I have an opinion on it if I don't I don't it is what it is okay Tori Hart uh, denies having beef with Kevin Hart as <laughs> known Cat and has known Cat Williams for years. Okay, so if you've been living under a rock, you know about the whole Club Shay Shay shit, which shook the table. Okay, let me tell you something. 2024 is about people telling the truth and the, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Cat Williams shook the table. But what I will say, what I have noticed about this Cat Williams situation is that Cat, like anyone else, is is a, he's such a good speaker that you're so captivated. Like I'm captivated. I have I have devoted almost six hours of my life to this goddamn uh because I watched it at least twice. Uh the first a couple of times I was very much so like, oh Lord. Oh like the first thirty three would I tell y'all the first thirty three minutes the first thirty three minutes ain't nothing nice. <laughs> I was like, um, it was it was the only time I had literally felt awkward. I was like, yeah, this this is a thing. This is a thing. Um, so I don't I don't believe that Tori Hart is doing this. Actually, had been four or two Kevin. Um, 
if anybody had actually followed her story and knows that Tori actually had been doing comedy like a little bit before, like, almost a little bit before Kevin. But, like, kind of pushed it aside once she got pregnant and, you know, Kevin was trying to come to the limelight. Like, that's been in his story for quite a while. I don't think that it is malicious. I also do believe that she does know Cat Williams and she's known Cat Williams for quite a while. So, you know, shout out to Tori. I think that it's going to be an interesting tour, but it is going to be interesting to see what she says and what her material is going to be. And she, like she said, she's been doing stages for a while. So, you know, hell, the controversy, the controversy is going to sell. Um, I'm going to skip that particular one. I don't give a shit. Oh, let's go into this last story here because this don't make no damn sense. I might have to read this one. Um, woman who raised $42,000 on GoFundMe over, um, <laughs> uh, perpetrated brick attack <laughs> turns herself in after being charged with that. A woman has turned herself in after being charged with theft by deception of claiming she had been attacked by a man with a brick and started to go fund me. Okay, so not going to read all of that, not going to get into all of that, but what I will say is this, if you've been living under a rock, that's Brick Girl. Um, I knew, I knew from the instant that that ain't it. I've seen niggas get hit with bricks. That ain't what that looked like. And what her face looked like originally looked like, honestly, truth be told, it looked like it was an allergic reaction. And it probably was an allergic reaction to the motherfucker pool shiesty mask that she had on prior to that that day. Now, was that boy wrong for hitting her with a water bottle? Absolutely, because apparently that's what that's what it was. Um, but you can't aggressors can't keep claiming victim every time you get aggressed <laughs> you get aggressed back on if that makes sense like yo you can't continuously sit back in this bitch and be like oh well <laughs> this motherfucker hit me and ain't nobody yeah him hitting you was wrong you escalating that to it being a brick a little bit much because now you're trying to figure out to have sympathy points for you. like it was it was completely wrong for that man to put his hands on you you should never have put his hands on you but we don't know the context in which that happened. Now, the GoFundMe situation, I I don't know if I 100% agree with it because from what I've heard from the GoFundMe situation is that she scammed the money. But allegedly, she never took the money for this GoFundMe at all. So what was the intent to steal because she never took it? They set it up for her, but it doesn't mean that she necessarily took the money. I don't know. This story is a little sticky and it's a little crazy. And my main my main point and my point for bringing this up is that what I wanted what I want us to really think about for real for real is that we have to stop having a level of division. And that means is black people. I know y'all like what the fuck. We have to ha- stop having a a level of division. The biggest thing that I used to say and I used to say this shit all the time every person in every relationship just needs the need to feel needed damn I haven't said that shit in so long and I mean that shit from the bottom of my heart and I'm going to say it again every person in a relationship just needs the need to feel needed I need you to know that I need you and I need you to know that you need me you know what I'm saying Like so everybody needs that need somewhere along the line we've gotten to this point 
where that no longer matters. That's not a thing. That's not realistic. That doesn't that doesn't equate. I'm worried about the money. I need the bag. What does the bag get you if you have no one to share the fucking bag with? Oh, well, I worked so hard for everything. Yeah, you worked so hard for everything, but you wanted someone with you. And now that you have someone with you, what are we what are we saying? Like, why are we not nurturing relationships? I ain't saying every... Let me tell you something. Every relationship ain't going to be the relationship that's going to be the relationship that's going to work. It just ain't. And some of us have to go through the bumps and the bruises in order for us to get to those points. You know what I'm saying to you? Everybody's mindset is not the same. Men, teach your sons that rejection is a real thing. Women, teach your daughters... Te- please teach your daughters this. That... Every your pussy ain't a pot of gold. Now you might be sitting on the gold mine, but it ain't necessarily a pot of gold because everybody got every half of the population got one. We can't get so involved in ourselves that we don't need each other. And that will be controversial. Someone will say something in the comments and it just is what it is. And that's fine. You can have an opinion about that. But I do believe we need the need to feel needed. If you don't make a man feel needed, why is he with you? If you ain't making your woman feel needed, why is she with you? Do you know what I'm saying to you? Y'all ain't even get to that point. You worried about fucking. Y'all worried about fucking. And the, and the horrible part about it is this. You don't know who you fucking. Because everybody brings their representative to the table to begin with. You bring your representative when you go to a job interview. So ain't no when you try to go on a date. And that's another thing. There is no level of courtship. I ain't saying that. Please be clear. You, there has to be really not saying. Really not saying. You got to court somebody forever. If you want to fuck them on the first night. Bitch that's your priority. That, this is what you want to do. But you, there, has to be a, you, there has to be a level of courtship. There, there has to be a level of. What do we do. What do we do. Outside of of being in the sheets because if the sheets is all you got then you might as well go ahead and send that motherfucker back to the streets if if, if it's the sheets beat or the streets <laughs> then you need to delete like I, there's no way that that can just be what your foundation is on and then you rush into it so much it's like it's like we're scared to sit with ourselves and we're scared to sit alone for a minute and and it's hard. Don't get don't get me twisted. I ain't gonna say I'm perfect in it because I'm definitely not. But it's definitely one of those things where we can't even sit with ourselves for a second. So, but then you want to bring somebody else into your into your foolishness and your toxicness, and you don't even know that you're being toxic because you just think that this is the way it's supposed to be because everybody around you is like that. Really? Is that okay? Do you realize that you got fucking failed relationships and the niggas that you looked up to? Got fucked up, failed relationships. Can't see they motherfucking kids and some more shit. No shots, no shots taken. Just saying. I'm just saying. You, we need the need to feel needed, and and that's my bottom line. So that'll wrap up all of the ratchet and ridiculousness. I just wanted to move on because we getting a little lengthy in this, and I definitely want to um, move forward. Um, okay, okay. So let me explain. Let's get into it. Let's get into the things. Oh, I know I got a lot of explaining to do. I mean, what can I say? It's been a year, and there's been no new content. And what do you say when you're social? Damn. Okay. 
I mean, so you just gonna interrupt me like that? Oh, all right. Who that? Mm-mm, nope. I don't even want that. Anyway. And so, you know, what can you say when your social media presence is low? Yes, I just sun my goddamn self. I don't even know where my phone is, to be honest with you. Which is even, probably even more hilarious, but not necessarily. Oh, damn. If it was a snake. Um, so, I know that, you know, there hasn't been any new content and nothing else until recently. Um, so, it's like, well, what do you say? And is there a reason for it? Yeah, of course there is. Um, or is it that I was just being lazy? Two of the things can be true at the same time. Let me be clear, okay? But let's start from the beginning. The last show that I did was The Journey. Mostly, I was talking about my fitness journey, how it changed my life, and what my why was. At this point, it was around November 2022. I had gotten into like um, a new location at my job. So I was, I was there more, and I'm like, all right, cool, bet. You know, I need to work on fostering whatever this relationship is at my job and making that happen and really focusing on that. Okay, great. Minus the fact that also I had so much kind of going on between May and November. I just really just was like, fuck it. I I can't. So we get to November and like I had already done, you know, we had done a show, uh, a couple of shows where we did the kickstand podcast. I did them with Obstacle Beats and I'm like, all right, cool, bet. But I realized that November was going to be my scapegoat. I was going to be like, yo, the holidays was going to be right around the corner. And so, cool. Boom. No problem. You feel me? All right. So, um, I thought I was, I had a thought and, um, I really wanted to hold on to doing the show. I really wanted it to feel like the old kickstand podcast, but with a new twist. And I just, I, I felt like maybe I just didn't want things to change, but that's not realistic. And I know that. And so I was like, you know what? It's fine. I knew that eventually that my co-host was going to have to spread his wings and fly. And now he is, well, he's always been an amazing producer and is still doing his thing out here. And I'm so freaking, freaking proud of him. So and I won't even cuss on that because I, I, I am very, very proud of that boy. So a part of me felt like while he was taking over the world that I would just never take over the world. I would never make my mark on the world. I would just be stuck in one place. And being a 40-year-old man with no kids and everyone looking at you sideways, there is one thing that I will say. My cousin really put something into perspective for me. She said maybe, but just maybe. It was also part of God's divine plan for me not to. So that way I was able to minister to those that didn't have fathers via the lessons that I learned from mine and even the mistakes that he's made, which is fine. Um... Looking at it from that perspective really actually gave me some light and shed some light at the end of the tunnel for me. So it made me think a little bit. And if I had one thing that I loved outside of my wife, it was actually doing the show. It feels like it gives me a sense of purpose. It gives me a sense of pride. Um, it, it just, it makes me, it makes me happy and it, it's made me whole. And I remember like doing this with guests and being like, yo, I would say, the one thing I would say to Obstacle every single time that we did a show, I was like, yo, this is the best show ever. This is the best show ever. He was like, yo, you say that all the time. And I really meant it because, like, I would have fun and I really did all of these things and got so many things together. Um, Now, from talking about pop culture, 
to keeping it strictly hip hop. Shout out to 88.9. That's if you know, you know. And just how I'm feeling from day to day. That's what I want the show to to represent. You know, it doesn't always have to be that. And it'll change through throughout the, the time. It will. It will. However, somewhere along the line, it all became overwhelming. From coming up with the topics to uh, watching other shows and interviews trying to, to get a good perspective on whatever my opinion would be. From scheduling the guests to trying to always have a show out around the same time. Trying to build a fan base on socials. Oh, don't forget about the pandemic hitting. Shifting it from virtual and deciding on how to bring this to YouTube. Not to mention, I had to learn how to edit. Shout out to Obstacle once again for pushing me in that way. And worst of all, we have computer crashes and load up issues. Now, this is not for the week. This all would have been too much. Too, too goddamn much. Oh, and did I also forget to mention, I was also working and still am working a full-time job. And at this point, I was just burnt out. So I decided to take a moment for myself. I knew that November, the holidays were going to come and I could I could run it up. And at this point, I had already pretty much had my exit strategy planned. I had already been working, um, working out pretty heavily. And wanted to kind of focus into that. Also, I had created my nasty workout playlist. Side note, the playlist has gotten me through many a goddamn workout. I have said that. That said that on the journey. Um, it has 500 plus songs and 11K views on YouTube Music. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, so then we get to December of like 2022 and I realized something. Something was about to shift. I was about to hit... The big four. Oh. And with 40 comes a lot of changes. First off, your fuck it level becomes extremely high. It, it, it is ridiculously high. It is, I don't give a shit. I used to give a fuck. And I gives zero fucks at this particular point. Um, All the things that used to really bother me kind of just went to the wayside. Um, a little bit, you know, they're still there and they're always are going to be levels of, you know, your own insecurities or whatever. All of that shit is still going to be there. But on some real shit, I, I am in my 40s, but I'm like, yo, fuck it. The other thing that happens in your 40s is, uh, there's a lot of wake up to pain. <laughs> huh. I don't give a fuck how much. I don't know. I can't say, I can't speak for everybody's body, but I can speak for mine where I woke up and there were just a whole bunch of things. Also, let me just say this too as well. Black men, get your shit checked out. I am so blessed that I ended up walking away thus far in my 40s, at least with, I know my blood type. I didn't have anything, you know, really outrageous wrong. My cholesterol might have been a little bit higher. I can work on that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the things to kind of make me better and really get into it. My energy has been better. We're going to talk about the Rise Coffee in a minute because that is a whole thing as well. So anyway, in that six month time frame, I planned my birthday party. I planned my birthday party from beginning to end. And I was like, wait a minute. You really did that. Now, that shit drained the shit out of me and I will never do it again. 
lies. I'll probably do it again one day, but I won't be doing it again anytime soon because that shit was, that was a lot. It, it took a lot. And it also taught me that I need to learn how to relinquish control because I was like, if it looks or feels a certain kind of way, it's fine because I did it. But I need to learn how to relinquish control and let it just be what it is going to be because nobody's going to do what you think that they should do if you don't tell them what to do. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I want to shout out everybody that, that came to the party. I want to shout out everybody that did do the extra parts that I just couldn't do for my party. I love y'all to death. Thank y'all so much. My sisters, I really, really, really 100% appreciate y'all. Um, side note, fun fact, uh, I have not had a birthday party since I was about eight years old. And I was like, damn, it is it is about time for me. It literally is. So I was like, okay, bet. It it is time for like, okay, bet. It it is time for me to celebrate me. And honestly, as crazy as it seems, that actually took a lot. That took a lot to really celebrate me. Because I was so used to, you know, running around, doing all the things. And, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. But there was not a moment of self-care for me to take care of me. And a part of that is kind of sad. A part of that is actually really sad. But on the flip side, I kind of for, I, I forged through it. I got I got there. Um also, fun fact that I also didn't say, but makes it a full circle moment. My sister and her wife, which I love them to death, check out the Nelly Hendrix podcast, Amazing Chef's Kiss. My sister was not was was there for my eighth birthday and that was the last birthday party that I remember I think it was like a discovery zone or whatever and again if you that type of baby you know you know what we're talking about but the thing of the matter was I was eight years old and actually that was the first time that I had met her damn niggas be niggering when it comes to their children and that's my half sister but that's my whole sister with my whole heart and I mean that 100% I want niggas to stop niggering though I do um, but moving forward, my declaration is to definitely make more content. My declaration is to figure it out and let this podcast grow to whatever it is going to be. Allow this fan base to be whatever it's going to be. Um, I might say some shit you like. I might say some shit that might piss you off. I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck together. And that's enough fucks for YouTube. So it is what it is. But that is my main declaration. I really wanted to thank you all for rocking with me. If you come back and you happen to see that this particular podcast is back on your radar and it's a brand new episode, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm grateful for it. What I'm going to do is probably there'll be some. Um, I'm going to try to keep them consistent and have them come out around the same time. I can't always make that promise, but I knew that I had to make sure I got this one out as promised. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get this done. 
Um, and what will happen going forward is that we'll have some where they will be audio only. And I'll put those on to, um, I'll put those on to YouTube and they may just be audio. So you might just be hearing the audio in the background. And then the other one, some days there may be, you know, like, like a visual moment to it. Um, I'm going to make sure that my stream yard is with that and we'll get all of those squared away i might pre-plan live just say hey i'm going live or whatever and we'll kind of figure it out from there and then those will be the episodes and then those episodes will also go audio as well they may not all the audio the the audio version may not come out until maybe the day or the day after that just to try to get a good edit and get everything all back you know to where it needs to be other than that I think we covered all the bases. I'll get into more wretched and ridiculous later. I, you know, I've gone over this Nikki thing. I've kind of covered everything, and I feel like we've made great time and we've had great time together. Um, I hope y'all laughed. I hope y'all, you know, really felt something. Um, let's end it the way that we used to end it, because that's always important. You know what I mean? So fear, false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And I literally have made this podcast real in my mind several times. What is the goal? The end goal is to create community. If I had to say anything, it's to create community and to create it in a way that makes sense for me and to love on me when I need to, to push back when I need to and bring forth the energy when I need to. And, you know, we'll we'll go from there. So I... 100% appreciate y'all for listening. It's not always going to be this fucking mushy, but y'all know me. Y'all know me. There is ups and downs and rounds and rounds on this. If anything sounds a little clippy or chop, I'm going to figure it out. So I do apologize in advance because I'm seeing some things where I'm just like, I just want to be, but I just want to be real and transparent with y'all. I don't want to continue to be like, oh my God, everything perfect. It's all good. Nah, I did that shit for like years, bro. And I'm not saying that what I've done before wasn't fucking fabulous and phenomenal. However, comma, like, I'm tired of always trying to keep the veil up and be like everything good. Sometimes it shit ain't. So, fuck it. It is what it is. Um, y'all know where y'all can find me, but make sure that y'all like, share, and subscribe for my YouTube channel, which is also by the same name, Kicking It We On Smooth Podcast. Y'all already know what it is. Um, I'm probably gonna start trying to reach out to the guests, of course, as well. Some that we've known, some that we haven't. You know, and just, like I said, just kind of bring it as a love atmosphere thing. I ain't for the drama. I'm not a drama channel. I'm not a drama podcast. I I can be a one-man band by myself and still stand in this by myself or with my guy. Whatever whatever it takes, this is my dream. I'm focusing on it. And it's it's going to be one of the things that will come into fruition. And it'll be big. And hopefully it'll be in at somewhere bigger than what I think. But that's okay. I'm a manifest. I'm a, I'm a preemptively put it in my pocket and then manifest it later with the help of God. So that's what we're going to do. Anyway, I miss y'all so much. I feel like I don't want to end talking to y'all, but I know I have to because the edit is going to be a thing. So, (sighs) y'all, love y'all down. Thank y'all so much for supporting me. And we is out. We, it's just me, but it's us. We is out this bitch. Peace.